Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 100. We made it to the big 100, and Left Hand is not here with me. He did the majority of the interviews at SHOT Show, so he's going to be doing a lot of those here towards the end of the show. But I do have a special guest with us, the the man that caused us to grow our hair outrageously long. We've got A.J. Hawk of the Green Bay Packers. How's it going, man? Doing well. Thanks for having me on, and appreciate you growing your hair long as well, man. That's awesome. Support the cause. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. I didn't realize I had curly hair until I did that. It was pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, like, it's weird. I, when I, I started growing my hair out in college, and, and I remember just one day, I, we did it as a big tribute to a... Uh, Pat Tillman, who I've you know been my basically one of my heroes since before he died a long time ago, and um, I, I was thinking, I'm like, man, I look back at all these pictures of like my dad and his friends when he was in college back in the '70s, and you're like, man, you look at your dad, he's got sweet long hair there, you know, and you think about <laughs> it, and then you you picture your dad now, yeah, and so I was like, man, I got, I just, I remember thinking, I'm like, I'm just gonna do it, why not? And then I grew it out, and I had it for like eight, nine years. It just you get used to it for a little bit, and you and you roll with it, and then I. I ended up cutting it and starting my whole foundation charity deal with it. And my daughter was, I think she was maybe 10 months when I cut it. And now she's four. And uh, she'll look back at pictures and she'll say, well, Dad, you remember that time? That's when you used to have long hair, though. You had long hair like Mom, she'll say. (laughs) (laughs) So I say, yeah, not anymore. Sorry. It's an awesome foundation. It's One thing, when, when Doug came on the show and we were talking to him about it and he convinced us to do it, you know, you always think, okay, just kids with cancer, you know, have the issues. But really, when you think about it, there's alopecia and there's tons of different conditions where kids end up without hair. Oh, yeah. And I, and I, when I have to admit, when we started it, my wife is the one that kind of had the idea. And I just went with it at first. I'm thinking, yeah, of course, this, this would be great. But then once we actually got involved and we've had three, uh, yeah, this summer will be our fourth event that we have actually out of our house and like almost 300 people out in the back and get a big tent and band and raise money and, and we we bring these kids out that have been affected and sure. I, I was thinking after the first year they they get up there and speak you know we had a couple little girls get up and talk about their story and what they're going through and going through chemo and everything and they just talk about how how much it means to them just to get a a wig that's, that's custom fit that looks like their hair and I, I they fooled me you know I thought I thought it was their their own hair and they were wearing wigs and oh, wow. they're just they were so grown up and it just blew me away thinking I was like man this is un, unreal I uh I was sitting there. Well, obviously, I have, I have two kids of my own, four and two, and I'm just thinking, like, this is unbelievable what these families have to deal with. So if we can just do one tiny little thing to help them, it, uh, it, it makes us feel a little bit better, and we, we continue to try to grow it every year and come up with you know, better ideas. So there's another guy on your team with some long blonde locks. Uh, why, why do I not see his getting chopped for the foundation? <laughs> <laughs> I it, people people do ask me that sometimes, and and I joke with him about that with old Clay. But I, <laughs> I, he, uh, you know, maybe when he's done playing football someday, he'll uh, he'll make the he'll make the turn and come over to the dark side and cut that. But he, I don't think while he's currently in the league, he has any plans of of cutting that. You know, he's got that nice. I tell him all the time, he's got that nice like thick girl hair that, that everyone's <laughs> looking for. You know, my hair was my hair was ratty and nasty and everything, so it didn't didn't hurt my my heart at all to cut it but he's got that nice that thick girl hair that you everyone's going for so i, I don't blame <laughs> him for keeping it for that that's awesome yeah it, it was weird because when i went to get it cut because i had to get mine cut first because i had a big meeting but luckily i'd gotten to the 12 inches so i was good to go but when i get went to get it cut i got a little scared i, I called doug i was like dude am i gonna like lose you know ability to speak or 
strength or something weird. <laughs> it's like it's kind of freaky. Feelings. I think that's natural, man. I had the same <laughs> the same things. I had people tell me like, "Don't do it." It'd be like Samson, where you lose your, you cut your hair and you lose all your strength. And I'm like, "Come on, man." Let's. And luckily, I didn't really think too much of it, but I did wonder what I was going to look like because I hadn't, you know, what before I had I grew my hair out. I had like the straight high and tight with a, a zero no guard on the sides and real short up top so i was thinking like man what am i gonna do what's my I just, so i just went into like this uh the girl that cut my hair back then still does now to this day and uh i was like i don't know what i'm doing just chop it off and then just figure it out we'll see and i that's any anyone that's seen me over the last couple of years i I changed my my haircut and hairstyle like every six months right now i just i don't know what i'm doing it's weird it's still weird to me honestly having short hair yeah it, it took me a while to like have to only take 10 minutes to get ready and i told my wife i said i will never ever ever give you a hard time for taking a long time to get ready again yeah isn't it nice not having to deal with that that long hair that was such oh, yeah. a pain for me oh yeah i mean it'd take me an hour just to get ready i was like what's happened it was <laughs> <driving> me nuts <laughs> yeah now, now you you saved all that time so I, i'm with you man i i'm i'm never i'm not i don't i never say never but i don't i don't plan on growing my hair back out anytime soon nice and anybody that out there that wants to get involved and help out and they can they they don't just have to grow their hair out like if they're bald they can donate money too uh, just go to hawkslocksforkids.org. Did I say it right? That is correct, man. Thanks. Yeah, awesome. Of course. People have been awesome. Yeah. People thank anybody that, that's helped. We've had people come out of everywhere helping us out, so I really appreciate it. We've had a couple of listeners that said that they were going to grow their hair out, but we never saw pictures. So if y'all are out there, uh, definitely send those in. Now, we, we are a firearms-related show, and I, I can just hear our trolls going, why are we talking to a football player? <laughs> yeah. But as a lot of y'all know, uh, AJ played football at Ohio State with our good buddy and fellow lead head, Doug Daddish. And uh, Doug, of course, has Reaper Outdoors. And I was going to ask you a couple questions. Do you hunt at all? Did you hunt growing up? Uh, well, I, right, I haven't hunted in a long time, to tell you the truth. Honestly, the next time I, I will hunt will probably be with Doug and Master Chief Ron Bell. And that's probably the only thing that will get me out there, you know, walking around those guys are crazy though they'll, they'll stay out there seven to ten days living off the land so that's something that i'd have to really get prepared for but i used to hunt i had a teacher in high school my homeroom teacher dan dillman and he used to take me pheasant and grouse and rabbit hunting all the time right after thanksgiving every single year all through uh mm-hmm. all through high school and then actually even through college i would come back on our, our thanksgiving break and go with them and i never i had honestly never like deer hunted anything big it was always it was always walking up and down big fields and up and down hills for 10, 12 hours at a time trying to find, trying to find a, a pheasant out there. We didn't go to any high fence you know, farms where they throw them out there for me. I had to really work for it. and <laughs> it, was, it was good, man. I had a lot of fun doing it. I really enjoyed it. and it was, uh, it was long, fun days for us, but I have not got out with Doug. I know Doug is, a, he is an avid uh, hunter. He always has been up there with his, growing up with his dad, but where I came from uh my dad wasn't a big hunter he did every once in a while as a little kid but not when he was older now do you own any do you own any firearms yourself oh yes i love i love firearms i'm i'm in my basement right now and i'm looking at a big uh i got a gun safe down here that's strapped to the my father-in-law built my house and we um we have this thing anchored to the foundation so it's not going anywhere and it, it'll it'll hold 
I think it has like a 45 capacity. It can hold 45 nice. guns in there. And um, that's why I don't have it full, anywhere near full yet, but I'm, I'm always working on it. I've been, I've kind of been, I've always enjoyed guns from when I was probably, when, before I turned 18, I remember trying to talk my dad into taking me, and he never really would. And then I turned 18, and I don't know if you've heard of the Bill Goodman's Gun and Knife Show. I don't even know oh, if it's still yeah. going on. Oh, yeah. I they got him in Nashville once a month. <laughs> yep. I went to Hera Arena in Dayton, Ohio, and bought a 12-gauge and a little 9-millimeter. Those were my first, the first guns that I purchased. Now, now, see, you just answered two of our five questions without me asking. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I still have them to this day. It was My 9 millimeter is a little high point, and I remember I had like – I saved up all, all my money, and I had like 90 bucks. Wait, wait, uh, wait. I got to stop you there. Well, your 9 millimeter was a little high point? Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. What, oh, man. Yeah, it was amazing. And I remember my <laughs> oldest brother. My oldest brother came with me. He's like, don't do this, man. He's like <laughs> – and I'm thinking, I was like, what do you mean? I got 90 bucks left, and it was like $80. I was like, this is the only gun I can get. I'm doing it. I'm going <laughs> home with two guns today. So I did, man. I still have it, though. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, people always always rag on me for it. I was like, hey, you'll get the job done, won't it? That's true. That's one thing about high points. Everybody bashes them. I mean, I'll, I'll give them credit. You know, it's not something I'm going to conceal carry because it weighs a cinder block. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that's comfortable to carry around all day. But for a nightstand gun, eighty bucks to one hundred and fifty bucks, exactly. Man. It's going to run. <laughs> my eighteen, my eighteen year old brain was just thinking, all right, I got ninety dollars burning a hole in my pocket, and I came here to get as much as I can, so I'm going to pick this thing up. Nice. <laughs> now, is there one? that you may have had at one point in time that you wish you had back? Like maybe you traded off for something or sold it? or. Well, I had – I was lucky enough. I had um, – man, the guys that uh, – why am I blanking on the name? But, you know, Master Chief Ron Bellin and the guys, they built me an amazing, um, an amazing AR-15 that I have now. Mm-hmm. Um, Tidewater Tactical, my bad. Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah, those guys are awesome. I love those yeah, guys. I, love those I, guys. Have, I have a bunch of stickers that – their their motto what uh, <laughs> kill them all and let God sort them out. It's their version of that quote. But God, my daughter, God will judge the. Uh, I'm looking at the sticker now. God will judge our enemies. We'll arrange the meeting. <laughs> yes. So I have I have a big stack of those stickers on top of my gun safe, and yeah. I have a couple of them attached there. My daughter will come down. She's four, and she'll ask for stickers, and she'll put it. She'll strap one right to her chest, the little stickers, and walk around the house, and she just thinks it's amazing. <laughs> she doesn't completely understand the reading the stickers yet, but she just loves their little their logo. But um, I have an AR-15 that my oldest brother basically hijacked from me. Um, I remember it was like my pride and joy that I got back. I was probably 21, and I, I had this thing, and I would take it and go to the range and shoot it every once in a while. And then I went to uh, Green Bay after the Packers picked me up, and I couldn't like I was trying to figure out how to get my guns there if I was driving, flying, whatever I was doing. And so my oldest brother's like, "Well, I'll just hold on to this back here." And I'm like, "All right, cool." And then you just drive it up when you come to a game sometime. And he's like, "Yeah, okay, sure." And then. You know, nine years later, I still don't have that thing, and I find out my brother is competing in like those these leagues at night where he takes my AR and he he <laughs> completely, completely tricked that thing out, and, and it's amazing. It looks it doesn't even look like the same weapon now. <laughs> and he he goes and does the whole deal where you get time to go hide behind things and, and shoot and see how accurate you can be. Oh yeah, and the I, IDPA like, matches and three gun matches and all that. Yeah, yeah. And so he's doing that all around Dayton and, and around Ohio, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man! That's my gun. He's like, well. <laughs> if you want, I can take all this stuff off and send it back to you. I was like, (laughs) 
and he sends me a picture, and I was like, that thing is ten times better than what I had. I was like, just keep it for now, man. You can. It's it's basically you know it's basically his for life. But I love that thing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, is there one that you've been eyeing that's like kind of on your bucket list? What kind of if if money was no object, no laws weren't an object, what would you get? <clears throat> well, I'm sure I, I don't know how your your listeners would feel because I'm not. I wish I knew more about weapons than I do. I just know I love them. I don't know enough of, um, like, uh, I don't know what's considered the best and all that. Well, um, I, I guarantee you they got a laugh out of the high point. <laughs> <laughs> sure, man. It was 100%. I guarantee it. I completely own it. That thing is, is it's hilarious. But I, any, honestly, any 50 cal is, is what I've always wanted to shoot. I know that's probably like a hack answer that you get from anybody, but I feel like, Every time I watch videos of guys shooting them, they just they shoot and then they just laugh. You know, it just it it just mm-hmm. sound, it just looks like so much fun, man. I just need it. I need a, a big long barreled fifty cal that I can lay down in my backyard and shoot. That perfect. I don't have enough land for that, but you know, I just every, bought. Everyone can dream. <laughs> you're just talking about fifty caliber. I just bought a uh, Smith and Wesson five hundred Magnum revolver. That thing, oh, it's a beast, and it's just the four inch too. So it's it's oh one of those God. you see the videos of where people shoot them and it smacks smacks them in the head if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Oh but. yeah, man, you better be you better <laughs> be doing your uh, you better be doing some forearm and shoulder exercises before you you pull the trigger on that thing, man. That would that would be a that would be a fun deal to shoot for sure. Oh, I got a little yeah. six shooter that I've always wanted. I got a Beretta. I just always wanted a six shooter. And you uh, last year I got a, I bought my wife a little Beretta forty cal. For her uh, for Christmas last year, nice. it was a, it was secretly a, a gift for both of us, but I sold it <laughs> a gift for her. And so that thing's Smart in man. my gun. That thing's in my safe right now. She loves it. It's beautiful, beautiful little weapon. But um, and I was like, I got to get myself something. So I got this nice single action uh, six shooter. It just looks cool, man. I just that's the only reason I got it, you know, and for no other reason other than I, I wanted to have a six shooter. I, was like, I just got to have one. Oh, I need yeah. it. I, I, there's something that endears me to revolvers. I don't know what if it's the old westerns I used to always watch or what it is, but there's there's just something about them. Even though you know, carry wise, I always carry a semi-automatic Glock, but phew, the revolvers, I love them, man. <laughs> you have to. It's just something about them. It, it really is. I mean, when I clean that thing, I just love to get it nice and shiny, and just I don't know, just something about it. It's, you know, it's like it just seems so American to carry one of those, or at least to have one, not to carry out. You couldn't carry. I wouldn't want to be carrying that every day, but. Yeah. You know, it's it's fun. Well, it's funny because because with my size, I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm six seven. You know, pushing three hundred right now. Wow, you're really big. Dude. Yeah, I'm a big guy. But uh, so it's easier for me to conceal stuff, and everybody jokes with me that that I should appendix carry or ankle carry like a desert eagle or something like that. Let me try it one day. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> try try no it with my new five hundred. <laughs> no one's messing with you, especially people that that listen to this podcast. They're not going to come near you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So you, you you mentioned podcasts, and I didn't know about this until about twenty minutes ago when I was talking to Doug on the phone. So so you've got one too. So you're kind of a competitor, but not really, because you're probably just talking sports the whole time, right? Well, I'm, I'm really not talking much sports, but no, I'm not a competitor with you guys. <laughs> I, I I've only been uh, at it for probably six months. I can't I can't be in the same atmosphere as you guys. You guys are professionals, but I um, <laughs> yeah, man. I've always been a huge fan of listening to podcasts forever for the last probably two years. That's how I fall asleep every night. I, I put my little ear earbuds in. And I uh, scroll through Stitcher, my iTunes app, and, and just find like whatever whoever you know has a good guest on or whatever. A lot of comedy. It's not a lot of comedy podcast. Yeah, and, you, uh, you ever listen to the Joe Rogan podcast? That's what got me into it. Oh, podcast. man, dude. That's, like my, that's what got me into it, too. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to Joe, and I'll, I'm, I'm, so, I'm such a nerd. I'll sit there when I'm working out and 
go to YouTube and I'll watch the Joe Rogan three-hour podcast while I'm working out. I'll have it on and I can because they film the whole thing. And so that's what got me into it. And so that's why I just got – it's like he introduces you to all these weird, crazy people. And then you go find them and you see that they have podcasts. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, like six months ago, eight months ago, I was like, man, I'm just going to do it. And so – I have my own now, and uh, it's on iTunes and all that. It's called The Hot Cast, and the I think I have cast. 18 episodes out. Maybe it's about, like, usually anywhere between, like, 45 minutes to two hours each guest goes. It's just real casual, fun uh, conversations. Like, I'm about to put up uh, my last one I just recorded was with old Goldberg, the wrestler. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but I've had everybody. I've had multiple Navy SEALs. Um, I'm a huge love military guys, so I've had a – had probably three or four seals. Um, I'm gonna have uh, Ron. I'm gonna have Ron come on eventually, and then um, just different people like John Daly. Yeah. Uh, um, that's the thing. Oh I'm man, gonna... I bet that's a trip. <laughs> oh, it was great. He called from a golf course on his phone, and mine has a little video. Like we do it through Skype with the video on too. And my buddy uh, runs it with a little green screen on mine. He just puts a little watermark logo or whatever in the back of mine. But it's sure. so it's like side by side. Yeah. And. Uh, on iTunes, it's just audio, but on, on my site or whatever, you can, you can watch it on YouTube. And John Daly calls from a golf course on his phone through FaceTime. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. This will work, I guess. And so, and then he's smoking cigarettes throughout the whole thing. And he, <laughs> he stayed with me for like over an hour. It was, he was so awesome, man. What a great dude. And guys, like, that's what I like. I have I just, just random people who I, I think would be fun to talk to. I have on. Like, my first guy was Brett Michaels. Um, yeah. yeah. Then I have like Joe Buck and. Nice. Kirk Herb Street and different sports guys. So it's just honestly, there's no theme. It's just guys who I think would be fun and cool to talk to. And you just randomly roll with it. That's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Hoping I got to get a. I'm trying to get a female on. Do you ever have females on here? Yeah, we've had a few on. Okay, people are telling me that, and I I've reached out to multiple females, but it's like a lot of them have been either like nervous or scared to come on. But really, I'm in the I'm in the works of trying to get Rosie O'Donnell on here. Oh, it's <laughs> going through. See, she had uh I was talking to her, to some of her people trying to set it up, and then um, I guess I just you know found out she's leaving the View and yeah. all kind of stuff going on. So I think we're gonna that's got pushed back a little bit, but hopefully she'll be the first female guest I have because she's a stand up comedian too, and I love sure. stand up. So we'll uh, see, man. Yeah, it, it, that's odd that you hadn't been able to get a few. I mean, with ours, I, I guess the the women that we get are usually hunters or they're in the firearms community somehow, so they're 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 not quite intimidated by anything <laughs> well, have you had uh well a lot of i found a lot of yeah a lot of girls that i've talked to um they don't like they don't listen to podcasts or they don't really understand what i'm talking to like what I, what it is you know and yeah and if you're not a podcast fan of like other pod you don't listen to any you you wouldn't really understand i guess what i'm doing and i try to explain it or send them a link and sometimes it just doesn't uh resonate but i'm, I'm hoping man i've had had a couple different different um people are about to come on but you know working out the, the schedules is the hardest have you ever had um to ask you a question have you ever had that girl i don't know her name that keeps catching all this heat for posting pictures with these this big old animal she's shooting no but we have talked to some people that know her that are going to try to get us that interview okay yeah, yeah. what is what's what's the deal what's she killing that everyone's mad about uh just anything i mean there was i think she posted she went on an african safari and got a kudu or something like that i could be wrong on the animal but it's no different than if she got a deer here and people were just going ballistic saying, oh, you're your animal slayer. How dare you? It's just trolls going crazy. They've got nothing better to do. Okay. So she's like, I, I don't, I just know yeah, how, how mad people are getting at this girl. And I was like, I don't know. I don't pretend to know what's going on or if she's 
over there and getting do you have to get permits or how does that work to go get the animals over there i know there's some big trips where you can go and i know a guy here who has a living room just full of just zebras and crazy exotics that he pays ridiculous money to kill oh yeah they can pretty much everything that she's doing is on the up and up from what i understand she's 14 13 14 years old so i think it's just people are seeing people that are kind of anti-hunting are seeing a young girl with this uh uh, kill that she had that I'm sure she's taking home to eat just like the majority of us hunters do. And, uh, they're just turning it into a PETA thing. <laughs> okay. I got it. I got you, man. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. People are everywhere. I am. Um, one of my pheasant hunts turned into an impromptu rabbit hunt because there was no pheasant around. So we ended up getting like six or seven rabbits and brought them home and Dan Delman, my teacher, taught me how to uh, how to prepare them and everything, and boom, I, I ate them for dinner the next night. For my whole, we fed up my whole family, and it was cool. It was something we'd never done before. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because those people that that get on there and they troll hunters and anything like that, they don't understand that what hunters are doing is actually more for animal. Um, gosh, I can't think of the right word. <laughs> It helps. helps Conservation. Conservation. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's like that whole all the wild boar. I know down down south in Texas and Louisiana. My my buddy Matt Flynn was saying just how like that's a crazy world, man. All those wild boar. I know my buddy Anthony Schlegel hunts them with a knife. So it's a it's a weird thing, man. I know those things just replicate like madmen. Keep having babies. That's like uh, what's the other NFL player? He's been on a few hunting shows lately. Played for the Vikings defensive end. What is Jared it? Allen? Yes. He's a big hunter, and he's done, uh, I want to say, like cold steel spear hunts of hogs and stuff like that. Just really? I want to go um, I want to go spear fishing in the ocean. You ever done that? No, I haven't, but I want to go. That would be sweet. I'm sure it is very difficult, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, first you got to balance on those itty-bitty canoes. Which... Yeah, man. I can't. Yeah. That just looks like fun. It looks like something you take a lifetime to be able to master. Yeah, it's, but it's wild. But then I've seen, actually, I think it was Jared Allen that I saw in this video. It was a hunting video where he's up in a tree with a with a spear. And if I can't remember if it was a buffalo or if it was a, just a deer, but it was a bigger animal, bigger game that he was hunting. And he just you know slung the spear down into him like the Indians used to do. It was pretty amazing. That would be awesome. I can see him, Jared Allen. I've been around him at a few events, and he's an awesome dude. Really good guy and really nice guy that I uh, – but I have seen some crazy things. I know he has a huge, like, charity event for – he helps uh, Wounded Warriors, and mm-hmm. yep. he's just a fun just a fun guy. And, man, that doesn't surprise me that he would be sitting up in a tree with a spear hunting, <laughs> big, hunting some big game. That's awesome. Good for him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, when, when you were playing with Doug at Ohio State, how many times did you just smash through him? Because, I mean, I know he was an offensive lineman and you were a linebacker, right? Through Doug? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I got to go against Doug every single day. <laughs> and so Doug and I were very close. We're, we're super close now, even though he lives in Nashville and I'm, I split my time between Green Bay and Ohio. But um, we're really close. And the funniest thing, for whatever reason, me and Doug talk about it now, we used to just like fight and practice like all the time, almost every day at some point in practice, we would get in like a weird like punching match. With, we'd have our helmets on and stuff. We'd never ripped each other's helmets off. But we would just, because it seemed like we would always, 
you know, he, he played every position on the other line. He can, Doug can do it all. And so it's like he was so big and he's, his arms are so long and he's so strong. I'm like, man, get away from me, man. This is practice. <laughs> I'm trying to go tackle the guy with the ball. And Doug was just everywhere. He's always blocking me. So we would just, we would just lock horns and start fighting, throwing punches at each other's heads and trying to make sure <laughs> we had an open hand. You got you to throw a punch with the open hand though, when you have helmets on. You don't want to break your knuckles or break your hand. But, um, and then, you know. Two minutes later, we're, we're great friends, and we still were through the whole time. It just for some reason, we always did that. It was like what – it's how we had fun during practice, and it's, it's so funny now to, to think about that when we talk about it whenever we get together. And, and talk about somebody that – I'm just going to ball, bust his balls while he's not even here, but somebody that was just huge, and now he's all lean and ripped up. And <laughs> How weird is that? Yeah, yeah, man, all of a sudden, like Doug – so he he gets done playing and he's got crazy shoulder injuries and hands. I mean, yeah, he's the game takes its toll on you for sure. And his shoulder has been messed up for a long time. And now Doug was like when he came to Ohio State, he was like three thirty, I think. He's a and big he was, old boy. yeah. If you look at his pictures, man, his head and face were so big. It's so funny to look at. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> All of a sudden, Doug shows up. He, I'm talking to him and texting with him, and he's like, "Well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I figure I'm gonna drop drop some weight. You know, I don't need to be this heavy to walk around here, and, you know, especially when he's walking through the woods for seven days at a time nice. and filming the show." And so he shows up at my house. I'm like, "Are you kidding me, Doug?" And he was like the same as me. Doug's like two thirty. <laughs> he's like two thirty five. But what's unbelievable about Doug? He's like 235, and it's like his arms are the same size. He's still got these gigantic, big Kong arms, and then, <laughs> but he's just, but he's just, yeah. I mean, he looks good. I give him credit. You gotta, you gotta give him credit for that. It's not easy to do. A lot of linemen go the other way and will get up to 400 or 450 or something when they're done. Oh yeah, I was watching something during the whole, you know, playoffs and everything, and I can't remember the guy's name. Um, dark hair, kind of pencil thin beard, used to be a lineman, and he has dropped. I mean, he it looked like he dropped 150 pounds from the time he was playing. I can't, th- uh, I can't think of his name to save my life. There's been a couple. A guy named Alan Fanica lost a ton of weight and started. He ran a marathon. Alan Fanica, like one, he was like nine months removed from playing his last game, and I think he dropped like over 100 pounds. He yeah. was down to like 200 pounds. He almost looked sick. He was so skinny. Oh, it was Saturday, wasn't it? Oh yeah, Jeff Saturday. Yes. I played with Jeff. Jeff's last season was in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, you're right. I remember that. So Jeff got done in Green Bay and then announced his retirement. And we talked to his – my wife talks to his wife and, and I talked to Jeff here and there. And she's like, oh, yeah, Jeff's lost like 50 pounds. Like within like two months of being out of the, out of the league, it seemed like he lost all his weight. He looks good too. It's weird. Those linemen, I think sometimes they get – they get uh, they get worried. You know, it, it hurts your body to be carrying all that weight around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. You're six trust, seven. Trust me. Six seven. You need to be almost three hundred pounds. Ooh, yeah. Skinny for me is about two forty. So healthy is around two sixty ish for me. I'm hitting three hundred. I, I need to be bet down around there. So I'll be. Happy. I feel bad for you on an airplane and the guy next. Oh time. my gosh! And I, with my real job, I, I fly everywhere all the time, and it's 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 a pain. <laughs> when they see when they see you, do they give you exit rows or try to take care of you, bump you to first class if there's a seat open? If if they're if I'm on a plane with first class, they usually do. But Southwest, they used to let tall guys pre-board and get the exit row, and then they stopped that and they said, no, if you pre-board, it's a dip- disability, so you can't have a rest- exit row. So I'm like, okay, because I'm tall, I got I got a disability. Um, yeah. So now I can either pre-board and get the bulkhead, which will let me have that, or pay the extra 40 bucks or whatever and hope that nobody in front of me gets the exit row. (laughs) 
you gotta just you just gotta hit a limp on the way in when you get within fifty yards of the of the gate. Just start dragging one of your legs. You know? <laughs> exactly. Give it. Give that be your your little fake disability until you sit down. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on. It's been fun. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, maybe we'll get you and Doug in, on here at the same time and hear some uh, crazy stories. Sure, man. Thanks. Time. Thanks for having me. Doug's been. Doug's been. Uh, talking about you guys for a long time i know you guys do good work and, and he appreciates the, the relationship he has with you so yeah good uh, guy. yeah thanks good, for having good. me on yeah, yeah no we, me and doug it'd be fun we'd love to come on together because then we can you're right then the story then you start remembering all the all the fun stories that you had together oh yeah and we'll get them out of you too <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey hey i'm an open book see see the first one is just the easy laid back one then the second interview that's when we start pulling it all out <laughs> yeah, that's good that's why i love the podcast world man everyone's so uh so honest i'm sure you know you, you oh, listen yeah. to joe, joe rogan podcast he's Absolutely. not hiding no. he's not hiding anything man either of the guests so that's why i think podcasts are so big man they're taking over they're the new the new medium that everyone should uh, eventually be listening to i think so that's why that's why i really enjoy listening to people because they're honest so i figure i might as well be too absolutely before we roll to left hands interviews at shot show uh go ahead and plug your podcast any uh the websites for the foundation all that stuff oh cool yeah our um through our, our the charity that we started uh, hawks locks for kids you can go to hawkslocksforkids.org that's um that's where you can go and figure out what, how to donate and whether it's hair, money, whatever it may be, or just get some information to check it out. We're, we're doing different things all the time now with uh, the James Cancer Hospital in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Nice. So that's something that we're uh, excited about. We're going on the Ohio State uh, Charity Cruise for Cancer here, actually leaving Thursday for that, mm-hmm. leaving in a couple of days for that. And then, um, yeah, my podcast thing, uh, it's called The Hot Cast. You can go to thehawkcast.com if you want to check it out. I feel I still feel so stupid plugging things. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, hate, I hate it, man. I, and Doug always says, like, you got to do it, man. Just go no plug it. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, it's like it just feels so stupid. I feel like terrible. I feel bad <laughs> for even thinking. But yeah, you know, man, whatever. Anyone wants to check it out, you can find it on iTunes, the Hawkcast, or whatever. I think the dude, my buddy who runs the helps me with the technical side, ajhawk.com has it. It'll, it'll direct you right to my talk. So Goldberg will be up soon, and then hopefully – Hopefully some other good ones down the road. Awesome. I'll definitely check it out. And and between you and Colt McCoy and all these names, they're just like perfect sports names. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that until I got as I got older. I think I got in college, everyone's like, That's cool, man. Hawk, it's your last name. I was like, Okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah, man. <laughs> Well, it's so, like, that's, that's the whole reason I, na- I named my son Hooper. His mom and, and myself both played basketball, so oh, okay, he's going to yeah. have – I'll give you my last name off air, but <laughs> – Well, that's I've, – I've said before publicly, I'm, I'm not scared. I uh, My son, he's two now. His name is Hendrix, and so nice. his his middle name is Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, so he can tell people you can call me Nighthawk. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. I remember that was a that was a hard sell for a couple of days with my wife when she was pregnant. I was like, we, we have to, but we'd be doing the world a disservice if we didn't name this middle name Knight. And so, we my daughter says all the time, "Hey, Dad, where's Nighthawk? Where's Nighthawk?" Dad, I was like, "Keep that up, Lennon. Make sure daughter <laughs> Lennon too." But make I was like, make sure the other kids hear that too. We want we want that name to catch on. Nice. All right, well, we're going to roll into Left Hand and his interviews now. Uh, AJ, I appreciate it again, man. Thank you. Oh, and before I forget, I keep forgetting to say this every week that we've had the show, even though we've been gone for like a month. We are going to be at a MAG-40 class with Masada Ayub in April. I think it's going to be April 30th, but if you go to NighthawkCustomTraining.com, 
you can check that out. Also check out our buddy Chaz over at the Road Gunner Podcast. Uh, he's the one that's setting all this up with Nighthawk Custom Training. So go to nighthawkcustomtraining.com if you want to go to this MAG40 class. Sign up. We'll be there. You can see us make fools out of ourselves and anything. All right. Now we'll go to left hand in this interview. And this is our 100th episode. Amazing milestone for the Talking Lead crew. And uh, to help us celebrate this, we have the guys from the Artificial Shoulder Pocket, ASP, also known as the ASP, here with us today. Brian, Alex, welcome in, guys. Thanks, Marty. Appreciate it. Congratulations on the 100 show, man. It's big stuff. Thank you. We appreciate you guys sponsoring it. You're making it possible. Without you guys, you know, this this wouldn't be going on right now. We 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 greatly appreciate it. Great. Good things, man. It's been a great show so far. it's been fun. I've had, I've had a great shot show, and uh, it's great to be on this show too. You guys, uh, you guys are kind of rock stars. I think you've probably got one of the the coolest, uh, most innovative products here that we've that we've seen. You know, Appreciate that, down. man. I, I, you know, innovative. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, it's hard. You see a lot of things that are very cool, a lot of sexy stuff out there. That's, uh, but uh, you don't see a lot of true innovation, true changes, new ideas. So uh, we're happy we can bring one of those to the uh, industry and. Uh, it's been really well received, so it's yeah. been great. Well, it, you know, this show kind of needs something like that. You know, there's a lot of the same old stuff people are just doing over and over again, just you know, different colors. Or, but uh, you guys have actually brought something that's that's useful, kind of outside the box thinking. Um, tell us, tell us about the the ASP, the ASP. Yeah, so basically, uh, what it is, it's a weapon stabilization system uh, utilizing rare earth magnets. Uh, one of the issues that we identified through our combined experiences in Iraq and Afghanistan was that we were having uh, trouble. Shouldering our weapons while wearing our, our armor systems because the straps get in the way or they're just cut in a fashion that covers the entire natural shoulder pocket. Right. Um, <clears throat> Let me catch you off right there. Let's let's qualify you, Alex. Tell, tell our listeners. And, and Alex has been on the show before. You guys uh, have heard Alex. Um, but just for our, our new guys catching you, give us a little bit of your background. I'm a former recon marine, scout sniper, and was a MARSOC instructor. So so you, you know a little bit what you're talking about, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I like to think that I know I know a little bit about the tactical field. Yeah, you know? so you, you haven't just Googled Afghanistan and, <laughs> and that stuff. So. No, I actually saw the place once or twice. You've been in the suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, so we've identified that issue, and it's it's something that a lot of guys are having, not just us. And we wanted to fix that. And Cress and, and, and Brian have been working on it for a long time as well. And it started out with trying to find a mechanical means to, to fix it with, like, a cup for the buttstock or – or some kind of L-shaped brace that you'd attach to your to your armor carrier to kind of force the the gun in the right place, but it wasn't a very elegant solution. It didn't work for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started messing around with magnets, and uh, we kind of, you know, through R and D came to what we have today, which uh, I think is a much more elegant solution that uh, is universal. I mean, it'll work on yeah on anyone from a, a female soldier who's five foot six to you know Zeke. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Watch. Uh, yeah, so it'll work on it'll work on anybody, and you yeah. know, it works on uh, all, all your different armor systems. So, you have. so just so they they understand what it is. This this is an attachment that goes onto either your plate carrier, your backpack. Yep. Uh, kind of goes on your, chest your rig, straps, your yeah, chest rig, anything that you're wearing. Um, I mean, you can strap it on anything, really. But you know, for for its intended use, what you guys have, it, it goes you know around the shoulder area, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also the the butt pad adapter that goes onto the the weapon. Yeah, and and you know, it's funny how stuff works out because when we first started this, you know, I wanted to solve one problem. It was like I I was say I was I was actually still in the military when I put the patents in for this thing. 
I, All right, I'm going to stop you there too. All right. This is the first time you've been on our show. This is. So so tell everybody a little bit about you, Brian, your background uh, and and before we get into the details of the product here. No problem. So uh, I, I was both enlisted and an officer in the Army when I was active duty for a little over 10 years. Um, and I got right out of that and started this company. And that was only three years ago. Uh, but uh, two tours in Iraq, what accumulates to about 11 months' time in Afghanistan, spread out over uh, a couple years. Lots and lots of trips. The, the unique thing there is I got to see every single battle space because of what I was doing. Uh, I was doing technology for the military, taking it out to brand new bases, or taking new, brand new technology, ex- excuse me, out to all the different bases, seeing where we could help people out. Right, right, right. Um, so I really got to see a lot of the battlefield and a lot of what was going on. So again, you know, somebody else who's been there, done it, seen the need for this this product, and uh, and you've delivered it. Yeah, you know, we watch soldiers all the time, and, and this came out of my own frustration is where this really was born. You know, I, I, you go to basic training, you go to whatever, we teach, you know, basic rifle marksmanship, and seating your buttstock in your shoulder pocket, you know, that's one of the fundamentals. I right. mean, that's just one of the basics, right? So when we talk about getting back to basics, you know, then we, then we have a higher threat in, in Iraq and Afghanistan, so we add body armor. But nobody went back to see how that affected the basis of shooting. And, and, you know, I watched two different things. I watched guys starting to use their biceps right. to rest, to, to, to be kind of a, a, a stop towards mm-hmm. the right to slip it out of their shoulders. And I watched guys uh, in combat shooting from above their shoulder and Ooh. below their shoulder down almost in their armpit. Shooting off the collarbone. Huh? Basically ah. shooting off the collarbone or something like that. And, and you know, w- when you see that, you, you got to question, you know, wait, we trained one way. We're doing it this way. And, and what, do, what do soldiers do? They make something work. They you know? adapt. They adapt. Yeah. They make it work. You know, but you know, I, I was sick of seeing guys pull their shoulder sleeve over and then seat their weapon or, or all these different things that I've seen happen. Yeah. You know, so we wanted a system that integrated. And like Alex said, uh, we tried it mechanical means. I mean, I've been working on this system. This isn't just something that came together. It's been five years of R&D to get to where we are. Yeah. Because all the mechanical ways to do it, they're different. Everybody's body shape's different. Right. So when you put a mechanical piece on there, the angles are always different because everybody's everybody's, everybody's torso is different. different. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then when you throw the, the carriers on top of that, then that just deforms it even more. Exactly. You know, but, so the thing is, that's the first problem we've tried to solve. But, you know, it's funny how stuff works out because we're like, hey, we want to solve that problem. But then we realized, oh, my gosh, it does all these other things. Yeah. You know, things we never truly expected when we, when we built the system. You know, we were trying to solve the problem of seating your rifle with right. body armor on. And then you come up with all the other ancillary benefits, like you reduce, reduce weight for the, for the operator. Yeah, and, and that's huge over time. You know, if you're only on a range um, you know, and you shoot for an hour, maybe two hours – you might not feel it as much. You might say, why do I need that? You know, but you go into a military or somebody that uses that gun for a living all the time, right. and, and that's a game changer. When you can, when you can transfer weight off, off the arms over 8, 10, 12-hour missions, um, com- patrols, when you can transfer that back to the torso, it makes a huge difference in fatigue. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And just that additional mobility that they gain you know, in those situations, you know, when they find themselves in that situation, it frees up you know, another – another hand so they're able to and, and that was add, add a little extra element to the to the battle alex and crest took the system out and, and and you know before we ever came out to the market with it we tested it with soldiers i mean we went back to soldiers and marines and and we tested it with them 
And uh, we did that out at uh, uh, Fort Carson, Colorado. Shout out to the 138 Infantry uh, Striker out there, and thank you guys for uh, taking care of us. But we took it out to them, and, and we did one of their live fire exercises with them. Their range, if you will, you know, they, they have to assault an obstacle four to 500 meters away, get through Constantina wire, get through their assaulting objective before they ever pull their trigger. Right. Carrying ladders, doing all kinds of stuff like that. You know, those guys have made a huge difference. You ask those guys, they loved it because it takes all that weight off that rifle right. uh, and lets them, lets them use those other hands. And I've been watching you guys explain it to people, and, you know, the people that, you know, that are the operators, the military guys, the law enforcement guys, they seem to get it, you know, just like that. Before you even, before you even get into your, you know, explanation of what it is and does, those guys seem to get it. But the layman, you know, such as myself, those guys, it, it's a little harder for them to, to pick up and understand. But once, you know, once you get into it and start explaining it, then it just, it just makes sense. The, the coolest part about being at Shot Show this year has been seeing all that that feedback from guys and when they first see it and feel it and they're like oh and then and, <laughs> yeah. then, and you know the light goes on when they watch it and they feel it and they get it that has been the coolest thing for yeah, me personally. it's like where has this been <laughs> why hasn't somebody developed this sooner i always have told people even me because i'm a bit of a skeptic at times if you came if i didn't know nothing about this product and you said oh we're using magnets and we're we're gonna hook it to your weapon and hook it to your body armor and it's gonna and I'd be like, Really? Like you know, so I understand some of that skepticism. Right. But it's great when you see people see it for the first time mm-hmm. and feel it, because feeling it is where it really makes the difference. Yeah. They feel it for the first time and the light goes on, they're like, ah, oh, and they're sold. That that's been the great moment of shot show right, for so, me. So be honest. Uh, you've got children, right? I do. I got three of them. You got three of them, and they're they're younger. Oh, the little guys. Yeah, and and you guys have a refrigerator in your house, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So so, I guarantee you that this idea came came about where you were hanging up one of their their school projects on the refrigerator with a magnet, and the light bulb went off, wasn't it? Wasn't it? That's how it happened, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I I wish it was that easy. I can take no credit for uh, the actual magnet idea. Uh, that was Cress Clanton who works for us. He's a great guy. Uh, we'll have to have him sometime on here. But uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that was him. I failed. I had the original idea, but I failed time and time again trying to build mechanical means to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I kind of said, Cress, this is what I've been doing. You know, take a look at this. How can we do this? And, and he went to tinkering. And uh, yeah, so maybe I'm going to have to ask him because he's got a couple little girls. So. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you it's something along those lines. Either way, that can be the story. I'm cool with it. There you go. <laughs> When we first had Alex on the show, um, you guys have done some some rearranging, I guess, with the the ASP, the artificial shoulder pocket. Uh, originally, you know, you were the asymmetric technologies. Ask now, you guys have started your own company with with the Ask now, right? Yeah, you as- talk a little bit about how that came to be. Yeah, asymmetric. You know, lawyers. That's the that's the short answer. <laughs> <laughs> Legal. Li- yeah. yeah, liability in the uh, you know and the fact that America a lot of times doesn't have their big boy pants on. But go. that's a whole nother story. <laughs> um, but how it really came up was uh, uh, Asymmetric Technologies, which is the first company I started when I got out and where we did all the research and development for this product under. Our, our basic services that we do to the government are trainers, FSRs. We send guys overseas to Iraq, Afghanistan, wherever wherever they need to go to train new technology to mm-hmm. the military uh, and really help. It's more than that. It's, we, we try to help integrate that and make sure we call it tech transfer. I jokingly tell people we, we do nerd translation. We translate nerd to army and army back to nerd. There you go. Um, you're, tra- you're translators. Yeah, we're translators. And, and it, you know, so that company, we had to start Artificial Shoulder Pocket LLC, which is going to sell 
the ASP and manufacture it and do all that stuff. And it was basically a liability call yeah. um, from the lawyers. They said, nah, you don't want to mix all this stuff, you know. So yeah. it's a pain in the ass to me, honestly. I wish we could just do what we need to do and, and you know, be all in one. But Well, that's what you needed to do. So, I mean, I, I think it's a smart move. And you guys have, have got your own uh, website for it. you got your own Facebook page for it. Uh, it's it's really cool. So, Alex, tell us tell us about the the website where people can go check it out. Yeah, so you guys can go to ASPSystem.co and check us out. Uh, our website went live in the last week. It's a beautiful website. Uh, you can go on there and pre order. Check out nice. our media. Yeah. We've got uh, media from you up there. Uh, VSO Gun Channel. That's right. Yeah. So um, you guys have some some pre- professionally done. I mean, we're not professionals, but you got some really nice professionally done videos as well. Uh, and then they can go to VSO, they can go to our uh, YouTube channel and, and check out um, some introductory videos of the product as well. Correct, and we've got those videos uh, that we did in-house coming out here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we got a little teaser that will come out first. And then I'm we'll excited about that one. Release uh, a bigger nice. one. Yeah, you'll see uh, see a couple familiar people in there. Yeah, there's a couple cameo appearances there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not going to mention any names, but uh, yeah, check out Left Hand. <laughs> Talking lead. <laughs> so we're at 2015 shot show you guys i know you've been really busy you know getting your your product uh, in front of some people here but have you had a chance to actually walk the floor and, and check out some of the the other booths and products that are here the the circle of our, you know around our booth you know is about 100 meters that's about as far as i've gotten into this show <laughs> you know i walk out maybe to get a coffee and what i see along the way yeah um, I, mean, I mean you guys just... have probably been one of the busiest uh booths here that i've seen yeah it's been pretty crazy next to glock we've had a lot of buzz and uh you know it's been great because the thing that has really helped you know make me feel confident when you go out to bring a system like this is people are telling other people and they're showing up and people are saying oh yeah yeah we heard about you guys you're those magnet guys with the thing and you know and they're all excited (laughs) when they show yeah you're those magnet guys science you know and uh so that's been hey, great. whatever gets them talking right yeah, yeah yeah so they've been coming over with referrals which is that's nice because we we're as a small company we don't have big marketing campaigns we don't have stuff like that but uh well, it's great to mouth, the mouth. Is, is the best campaign that you can have man yeah it's it been seems, awesome seems to be working here at the show for you yeah when i when i see people i'm like hey have you have you seen the asp do you know what it is and they're like uh, you know i think i've heard that and i'm like oh we're the magnet guys they're like oh yeah yeah, yeah I, know, I know who you guys are i heard yeah. about you it's like okay yeah. that's kind of who we are now we're the we're the magnet people yeah <laughs> and on that note you know we really got to thank high ground gear uh if you haven't seen their stuff they've got awesome awesome kit and uh you know they they gave us a piece of their booth um to show it Uh, without them we wouldn't even be here at the show uh so we're really appreciative to uh, roland brendan and those guys and uh we're hoping to get them on the show so if they get time send them up here no it'd be great and they're manufacturing our um they're manufacturing the textile pieces that go uh, attached to your vest. We searched all over and looked at looked at all kinds of people to manufacture this for us. We're very very dedicated to making sure it's high quality and high ground gears quality was it was literally the best that we had seen. Uh, their tolerances and all that they do a lot of aircraft work. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was a very easy choice to pick them to manufacture for us. Yeah, so we got to do a booth review with them, and uh, we'll have that posted up on our our youtube channel coming up soon cool yeah very cool products that they've got down there so you and i got to spend some time uh monday uh, on the range for the the media range day yeah. you know so we got to see some pretty cool stuff there what, uh, what did what was kind of your your coolest it, thing you saw there you know I, we, we saw lots of cool guns for sure and, and it was my first time at range day i've been to shot show two other times it was my first time on range day and uh, I, i'm definitely going back um it's just 
you got all the guns there you can shoot in the world, free ammo. I mean, what could you ask for? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, but this this is going to sound weird, but the coolest thing I liked, that, there was that air gun. Yes, from, it yes. It was, uh, what, Crossman? Uh, Crossman, the, uh, was it Benjamin? The bull, yeah, yeah it was like, like a pit bull uh, air gun. It was a 357, 357 air gun. gun. That yeah. was unreal. And we were probably hitting things out to... We were probably 50 yards, very reliably. I think 75. 75, we, yeah. yeah, 50, we 75 yards. 75. And uh, we were knocking stuff dead and, and uh, you know, just a, you know, hearing that yeah. little sound like nothing. and, and, and It's uh, like a suppressor, you know. It's yeah. Just, it, a silencer. Yeah, that, so that, I think that was the coolest thing. And, uh, yeah, there were a lot of fun normal guns, but that was different, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I, yeah. I, I really thought that was cool. I, I could see shooting that thing all day long and not getting tired of it. Oh, yeah. And, and where I live, you know, I live in the city now. We have some land that we, we luckily get to go out to and test and shoot and, and, and get our gun on. But, uh you know where I live in the city. If you if you got problems with rodents or or or, yeah. or pests, and you know get one of those well, little things. And definitely, uh, <laughs> they were uh, telling us that they they've got like some big game that they've taken down with that. There was that, like elk. And that was crazy, man. That whatever that was, it. it was like big African game they took down with a freaking air gun. Yeah, I mean, it was like two hundred pounds yeah. at least, whatever it was. But yeah, I mean it's a hundred forty seven grain bullet. I mean he didn't he he didn't mix words. He said this is a bullet. Oh, it was. It's not a pellet. And just wait, and ATF's going to get a hold of that one pretty soon here. Yeah, you know, <laughs> as long as people don't, you know, push their buttons, maybe they'll leave it alone. Yeah, I mean, it was it was seriously. I mean, it was it was cool because I never, you know, it it re, it made me rethink what I thought about air guns. You know, what I mean, I mean, I had one. Everyone had one as a kid, probably. If you're doing, you know, yeah, in this I mean, stuff, you think air gun, you think, you know, maybe a couple hundred bucks. You know, you might spend and get a top end. These things can get in excess of two thousand dollars. Yeah. I didn't realize that air guns got that expensive. For me, you know, I always think of the Christmas story, and you'll shoot your eye out. I mean, <laughs> crap with that thing, dude. I mean, that oh, thing's yeah. not a toy. That thing is I mean, that, that's can, a lethal. You can lethal. snipe with that thing. Oh, yeah, it's it's unbelievable, and it's a bullpup design. Yeah, yeah, you know, that was that's what I liked about it too. They're, they're bringing the bullpup into the air gun world, and and, and uh, you know, you start thinking about you know, I mean, even for absolutely no report. I mean, there's probably a few places you could use that tactically that, you know, oh, yeah. maybe not that exact weapon, but that concept. Sure. I mean, when you start pushing a three fifty seven bullet out and uh, you do it completely silently, yeah. you know, I mean, they're, 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 it's an interesting concept you for the future. You got no muzzle, nuzzle, yeah, muzzle no, flash. No flash, no, nothing like that. that it's an interesting covert. concept. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a... I'd say it's probably being used. How they how they power this thing? You pump it up? Is it like compressed air? Yeah, compressed yeah. air. You can you use CO two cartridges, or you like just it's breathe it's compressed breathable air. You huh. could use your scuba tank. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. fill it up, right, right. Or just right. a normal air compressor. Pull out air from from the thing, and you know they're basically oh, so just, you can just have an air compressor in the back of your truck. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go pump this thing up and get it on. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, you know those little hand. Uh, what I first thought of, you know those little. Yeah, oh, no, like those little bike? handheld compressors. They're really tiny. They oh, run yeah. off batteries. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know, what I mean, they're like they're just little tiny ones that you know you're supposed to pump up your bicycle or yeah. something with them. Yeah. But I bet you, you know what I mean. I mean, could you use like a hand pump? Yeah, they said you could use hand pumps too. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't even hear that one. So the cost would be minimal you, yeah. buy, you buy the system you know lay down the grand and then i'm sure those those 357s probably aren't cheap yeah they're, i, I don't know we never asked cheaper than real ammo, cheaper yeah. than real ammo. there's yeah. no gunpowder there's no brass case there's no so the cost to, to operate yeah. that thing's 
know. Yeah, it's got to be really. nothing. I mean, I'm sure we all had our little like break barrel pellet guns when we were kids running around. Oh, I had the pump anything. one. You know, you said the pump. I had the one you could pump ten times. Yeah. My mom got me one of these fancy ones. You like break the barrel once, it's like a thousand FPS. I thought I was flying high, man. I had that thing. I used to keep it in a guitar case, walk up and down my neighborhood, my friend's house with it. The mariachi. Yeah, I thought I was. I thought I was fancy. Uh, you know, the only other thing, you, you remind me about Range Day, and uh, I, I'd just like to thank uh, those guys out there. Uh, we, we showed our product to a few people at Range Day, not as many. Yeah. You know, we, it was kind of all about those guys, which it, it should have been. But one or two people asked, and, and we showed them. And, uh, you know, the uh, corrections. Yeah, yeah, U, uh, USC SOG. USC SOG, those yeah. guys, man. I, and, and Garcia out there, just a big shout-out to them. We showed it to them. They got it immediately, and uh, – uh, you know that, that was good for yeah, what they do. Like, Garcia just—I mean—he took that thing and and did an impromptu uh, little uh, roadshow with it. You know. Yeah. So big <laughs> shout out to Garcia awesome. and, and just some thanks back that direction. Uh, if you guys haven't seen those guys, check them out. They got some real cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Check them out. We're gonna have them on the show hopefully uh, in the next couple of months. So look forward to that. Yeah, we've had we've had help from a few different places, uh, especially when we did our little range day and our video shoot. So shootsteel.com obviously yep. they've been helping us out a lot provide a really great product you know nice uh, nice targets uh, brother recon it's a charitable foundation for the reconnaissance community uh, as well as the rns foundation they're also a uh, an organization that kind of brings the community together helps guys out helps families of, of wounded guys uh, putting their kids through school and things like that so yeah um check those guys out they've got websites uh we've linked them through our social media as well so you can go to to asp.co and yep you can see them on our uh our news and media page as well as links at the end of the vso gun channel uh videos uh logos are up there and everything like that so check those guys out you know maybe make a donation Uh, everybody appreciates that awesome and make sure you check out asp.co guys check out their youtube videos we've got posted and uh the guys at VSO Gun Channel, they've got some cool videos there, too. Uh, can't thank you enough, you know, for, for making this possible, Brian, Alex. You know, you guys, you guys are rock stars, man. Uh, you know, that's the best part, too. We can – good people can help each other out and uh, all have a lot of fun and, uh, and move forward the industry. So that's been, that's been really cool, you know. It's hard to get that camaraderie we used to have in the military, and a lot of us that are out of the military now strive for that. Uh, so it's nice in this industry where we can bring that back together. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm glad you made it and we're able to get this thing set up. I mean, it was coming down to the razor's edge there getting the uh, equipment. I know. And, you know we, we, we adapted and we overcame, man. Yeah, and Zeke being out, I mean, it's been uh, you know a wild ride out here this week. Yeah, yeah. So you guys keep Zeke in your thoughts and prayers. Um, I know it's gonna, he's probably going to be back on his feet by the time they hear this, but uh, uh, we're thinking about you, big guy. Real quick, when are, when are they – when can we expect oh, them out? So uh, we're in manufacturing right now. Uh, we are expecting to have them in March and ship by April. Okay. Uh, we're going to do some quality control tests on them before they go out to make sure they're good. And the last thing there, too, is uh, very important. We're going to stand behind these products, too. Um, bottom line is uh, within a year, if there's something goes wrong, I mean, we just got your back. Just call us, talk to us, and we'll make it right. Made in America. Made in America. 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 Made in America by veterans. I mean, you can't Hell really yeah. can't get better combination than that. So pre-orders, you said, on the website? Correct. Yeah, we can uh, take pre-orders now. So if you go up there, you'll see a big pre-order sign. Just click it, put in your information, and uh, as soon as they get released, there'll be one on the way to you. Yeah. There you go, Leadheads. Check them out, ASP.co. Yeah, we started getting uh, – the website went live Monday morning, this Monday morning, and we started getting our first orders already. So already? It's great. Yeah, there yeah. Go, Word's man. out, man. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, congrats, guys. Appreciate you being on, and uh, this is the first of many. Thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks for having Congratulations us. on that 100 show again, man. Glad to be a part of it. Rock on. 
And welcome back to the 100th episode of Talking Lead. We are at the 2015 SHOT Show, and we're being sponsored this year by the Artificial Shoulder Pocket, the ASP.co. Check them out. And uh, we've got another one of our awesome sponsors here with us right now. Rob Pincus is in the house. Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, man. I'm doing good. Good. <laughs> I'm, uh, my voice is a little deeper than you normal got, on day, got day four. Elvis voice going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all got a little bit of that. That's dry climate out here is just killing me. Well, and, and you know, there's just so many people out here. Everybody, I'm sure, just heard uh, a shot show that's listening to this show. If not, um, Google it. Um, it. It is an amazing event, and it's full of uh, you know old friends, new friends, and everybody's got business to talk about or news to share. And uh, this is my 19th shot show. 19th. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. So um, you go, man. So, I got so you a lot started of, when you were 12. Started when I was 12. Yeah. Um, snuck in, yeah. So, so your um, Grampy spent, was bringing you. Spent, spent the first five years just emptying the trash cans at night after everyone left the show floor, <laughs> sweeping uh, the floors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They let me in during the business hours now, so that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, and you're actually you know you wear suits to these events. I do, I do. I you know here's the thing. I got so I was on the range Sunday. I flew out here Sunday night. I had to be on the the shot show range day it was Monday. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so I flew out Sunday night. But I was on the range in Florida, back at uh, Ancient City, back at my home range. Teaching until uh, three o'clock mm-hmm. and i was only supposed to be there till noon but you know i, I don't want to leave the range and there's students there and of course we had uh, Derek Poole was out there from echo five he oh, yeah. teaches under our banner as well with the combat focus shooting program You're being so, a responsible business owner well he was going to finish class the responsible thing to do would be to you know meet my obligations follow the plan get out of his way and just get on the plane but instead <laughs> i thought it would be fun to just stay there until three well what this the, at the end of the day what that meant was i got on the plane with the same clothes I was wearing on the range, yeah. which made me look like every other person going to shot. So it doesn't actually spend time on the range, but gets really excited about kind of like range I look clothes today. On. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's funny. You know, th- this is a show that really spans. I, like if you see, read the copy online, it's like the industry trade event for mm-hmm. business professionals related. You know what? Uh, great. Except there's also a lot of people here who just like firearms. Yeah. You know, and that's cool. Um, I'm raising my hand. There's 70,000 people here who like guns, who are involved uh, maybe in the firearms industry every single day of their lives. Say that number again. 70,000. That's what I heard. 70,000. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 77 or something like that. Yeah. And and, um, there's other people who who may be wanting to get into the industry. Maybe they're not in the industry yet, but they're they're here to try to find their way into the industry. Maybe they work at the gun shop one day a week and they found a way out here. Maybe they're in law enforcement or the military. And we know not everybody in law enforcement or military is a gun person, right? But right. some of them are, and they find their way here as well. So mm-hmm. um, we, we all do have that in common, right? Yeah. We're all gun people in one way or We're another. We're all gun it's, enthusiasts somehow, cool. some way. Pro Second Amendment. Yep. It's, it's, it's a lot of like-minded individuals with common goals. That come together and have a good time, you know, um, and learn. Productive time, productive really productive time, time is, is the goal. So yeah, so I but I do I throw the suits on and you know I'm in I'm sitting down. We're we're doing business with some of the biggest companies in the industry through Personal Defense Network and my relationships. Uh, you know, with a lot of the products like the, the Winchester uh, W and Defender lines. You right. know, Winchester ammunition, which we got. To I'm going to put a check suit on. out at the range day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I was out there uh, range day out there uh, with their them You're going their limp range. there. Man. Don't worry about it. What just <laughs> happened? I'm so glad this isn't a video. And now you made it even more awkward. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, be 
being being involved with them, you know, that's you, you put a suit on. You know, it's um, something I, I figured out pretty early in the in, in my time in the industry is that this is a this is a business show for a lot of us. This is this is our livelihood. This is what we do 365 days a year. But these four or five days out here really are where some of the biggest deals are put together and some of the biggest relationships are formed. Yeah, this is this is like you said, some of the companies. This is their this is their time of year to make their their year. You know, this is where they get a lot of their sales done and appointments and. You know, the, the relationships that you build out here also. Huge. And, yeah, both during show hours and after yeah. hours. And we've sure. talked about this with, with some of the, the other guests that have been on. Uh, and it's, This industry is one of the most welcoming as far as, you know, trying to help somebody who, who doesn't really know their way around it. You, for instance, when we were, we were involved with it, I mean, you were, hey, you need to go talk to this guy. You need to go see this guy. Hey, you, come over here talk to these guys. You know, they got something that could, that could benefit you. So and it, it's like that you know we see that more more than than not in this industry and especially at this show I mean yeah. everybody is just so uh, I don't know what the word is. You know, it's just well that that that's leadership from the top. That's National Shooting Sports Foundation. There right? you go. The National Shooting Sports Foundation has built this show so that it is welcoming to the industry and it does encourage those who want to be in it or are in it to go to a higher level of success. And they set it up that way, and that's the the spirit that is well engendered said. here. Yes. So um, it's their leadership uh, that presents the opportunity for other people to follow in. And I think you're right. It's interesting. I, I, w- I would even go as far as to say, you take somebody who's going to walk up to your booth and say, "Hey, I'm just getting." started. I've seen people who are vice presidents, presidents, CEOs, uh, senior salespeople, leaders of rep groups and companies take time away, just you know, give the I'll be with you in one minute to somebody that they know is a customer they've worked with five, right. six, seven years that might represent five, six, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars of the business and say, hold on just one second and make sure that the, the uh, that new person gets right. to where they need to be, gets the brochure they want, gets to see the Absolutely. gun they want, or just gets them maybe maybe to talk to somebody else at that moment. Yeah. But um you well, don't they'll see even a, talk to them themselves if they've got if they've got an the time. opportunity. Yeah. For sure. They're no, not gonna cool. they're not gonna if they're just standing there, they're not gonna say, Hey Jim, come here and talk to this guy. They're gonna talk to you. Now you're in your hundredth episode. I understand. Is that what we're doing? This here? is our one hundredth episode. Would you one zero zero? Would that's you still one, have a guest zero. on that's new to the industry? Are you too, Absolutely. You too big for that now? No, no. We we welcome everyone here. You know who who, who well, you got in mind? I, well, I kind of felt like Zeke, <laughs> wait a minute. Who you got in mind first? Zeke, Zeke's not here. <laughs> right. Am so I, Zeke, Zeke am is I not important enough uh, to get his attention anymore. Well, is that what happened? Hundredth episode. He doesn't even need to be here. Well, he's he's kind of. It's not his choice. Zeke is in the hospital. What? Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's had a little incident. I mean, beyond his control. Is he, oh. uh, I don't know how much he wants us to talk about it or not. But you know, he had, he had uh, prognosis. I didn't see. I didn't, now this is news to me. I just thought he was blowing me off. Now I no, almost feel no, bad. no, not at all. No, you, you know, he he had. Um, I don't know if I should even say what it is or not. He's okay. got a. <laughs> okay. I don't say condition. condition. I was like, then people are going to start that, speculating. That, you know, so he's probably. No, he he's something wrong with his ankle. He's got uh, something going on with his ankle. All right, and he had to go to the emergency room. Well, of all the body parts, it could have been ankles. The ankle, yeah, yeah it could have been worse. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, Zeke, yeah. get better soon. And so, sorry you're not here. Maybe you'll so make maybe, the 200th episode. You know, well, maybe he can make this episode. Maybe they'll get everything worked out, and he'll be he'll be patched up and come on out. And I like it. Uh, we can we can get him on. So. Um, but one way or another, I'm sure we'll splice him in somehow. It's, it's <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get the, the squatch in all here. of that. He was here. <laughs> I'll edit that out. What are you seeing that you are excited about? I, I know you've got that. I'm here, excited yeah, about at the show. Wait a minute, I'm the interview. I'm interviewing you. I know. All right. So. All right. Well, I'm excited. But I want. I'm excited I about talking to you, man. Well, um, uh, and, all right, and, fair and you know, Chris Chang has been here. I just saw him. I know. No, he's uh, a, he's a, Gabby. I, I like him. Gabby's going to be on. You know, Gabby's been a part of our show. You know, almost from the beginning. Yep. And, 
even the new guys, you know, Caleb mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, Lone Star Medic. Yeah. Caleb's great, and he's uh, he's a perfect example of somebody who's great relatively new too. to the private side instruction. You know, he joined us Personal Defense Network this yeah. year. Um, did his first uh, training DVD with us. I guess we released it this 2014. Uh, yeah. We released his first training DVD. Um, he's been writing some articles for us, and I know he's got some other stuff planned. Talk about some distance education stuff. It's kind mm-hmm. of the big new thing for us at Personal Defense Network in 2015. Is legitimate online distance education with quizzes and certificates and tests and all that. Um, right. It's like you get through your you know local college or whatever. But um, Caleb's going to be part of that project. He's, uh, awesome. he's just a great, great teacher, great guy, and yep. uh, I, I enjoy working with him. So that's cool that he was on the show. Yeah, very well spoken. Not to mention the trials and tribulations that I had with the equipment. You know, you talk about the industry helping each other out. Uh, the guys from We Like Shooting were gracious enough to, to loan us some of their equipment uh, and even and even guest host with a Sean Heron you know, stepped in to to help me you know get everything set up and get going and you know I mean that's that's the type of people that are in this industry I mean they'll go above and beyond you know what you expect and just you know you're always amazed at, at, at the level of of graciousness that they have I do like the setup I was gonna say it's looked like a little better setup than the last time <laughs> last time you were like carrying around a, a microphone and a camera walking through the halls of something last time we got well, we call. still got that it's, oh, okay. it's oh, over so, there on the right. tripod no yeah. this is a great setup I think yeah we didn't actually room, bring our, our recording speak of the devil uh, <laughs> oh, they're hugging Sean ladies and gentlemen oh my gosh and you brought Jeremy with you too oh my gosh Hey, wait! You could actually sub for Squatch. Yeah, we it was you're, yeah. You're, yeah. I mean, you know, put on another hundred pounds, and yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. you watch and, your ankles, man. Yeah, so, there's something going wrong, going around for Squatches. So, probably ticks. Ticks is that what it is? Yeah, he might have got ticks. Could they have ticks? Don't you guys? I thought you guys checked each other every day. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind you of you didn't see any ticks. We even you? even brought our uh, our spotters. You know, Pepper's over there. She. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Did you find any ticks on me? Now, I'm not in the hospital, so I'm good. Yeah, tick-free. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so um, the show, what uh, what have you seen that's, that's I, really um, – anything rocked your world yet? Or is I was just... really impressed with the uh, GLS – Holster from Safari Land. Bill Rogers is a is a mad scientist. He um, he's come up with some amazing. Th- I mean, he invented you know the Kydex holster. Uh, we know that you know in the seventies he's done a lot of cool things. A lot of them through Safari Land and the GLS holster with it, its release system is is cool and and it looks solid and legit and safe and all that stuff. But what's really a, a, for me from an instructor point of view the modularity, the fact that they've mm-hmm. tested over one hundred guns that it can be very rapidly adjusted to accommodate. Uh, I did a little video I put up on Instagram the other day from the, the launch uh, event that they had, and I switched from a Glock uh, with to put a P99, Walther P99 in there. Of course, it was loose. It didn't fit. Different shape, different size. Right. And I just took the tensioning wrench and made the adjustment in about six seconds. Uh, it fit. It fit, and the huh. release worked. And, of course, you can go back. So for me as an instructor, I, I can have four or five in there. And, and obviously, I mean, I, I – it's an outside the waistband holster on a paddle or a belt slide. Mm-hmm. It's not the kind of thing I'm going to use uh, to conceal carry. I'm going to use my crossbreeds, right? Sure. And that's still what I'm going to carry my gun in. I'm not going to switch to GLS. But as an instructor, I promise you this, I'm going to have a couple things, uh, a couple of those inside of the truck. Right. Because what it allows me to do is when the students show up to the range that day Absolutely. to get their combat focus shooting course on, and they're using you know, a generic holster that – doesn't adjust and doesn't actually yeah. fit their gun or yeah. brakes, or if they just have a quality holster, they've got that a does makeshift uh, revolver holster that yeah. they use it for their <laughs> or a sock. I understand <laughs> some people use. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've not seen that one yet, but uh, I wouldn't put it past somebody. Oh, you want to you want to Google sock holster? It's, <laughs> okay, uh, it's worth watching. Yeah, it's uh, uh, I've yes. seen 
sock holsters for other things. No, this okay. is well. This is for a firearm. Maybe that's where they got the idea. I don't know what they <laughs> okay. do in Europe land. I'm so um, yeah, check that out. But meanwhile, the uh, the GLS is cool. So it allows me to have one or two, you know, one or two of those in the truck, knowing it's going to fit ninety percent of the guns people are going to show up yeah. with. So that's pretty cool. I mean, that's a great piece of kit to have for an instructor, just exactly. like you said. I mean, because exactly. you never know what they're going to bring to class. Or for and- the person who's not worried about concealed carry, but does want to wear a holster to the range, or maybe they just do, you know, I don't know, IDPA competition yeah. or whatever it is they're doing, where they, need they aren't going to carry, but they want to hold, they want to carry the gun at the range. The outside to waistbands are great. We do a lot of we do a lot of with the rack holsters. You know, the rack holsters that we do at IC training company those are really there primarily to support good efficient training not for use inside the you know where someone's going to carry inside the waistband actually in their their defensive every day yeah um the other thing i i haven't seen it yet i need to get over to the uh savage apparently has a semi-automatic 17 rimfire uh, that's what i've heard and yeah. I'm excited. Mainly, I'm excited because I heard they are expecting to be able to turn that into a 22 Magnum platform. And I think a, a cool. reliable semi-automatic 22 Magnum is a great option for home defense. A low recoil, yeah, um, a 22 powerful. Magnum round is yeah. It's got some and punch. I'm sure that 17 will be as well. I don't know. Um, you know, there's some cost uh, prohibitive aspects of using that a, in a thousand round carbine course, and then sure. you know having that as your your defensive gun that you're really going to train with. But it's got some application there. I'm sure that's not why they developed it, but I, for me, that I think that's interesting. Uh, Ashley Emerson um, has a new site out. Uh, Ashley Performance site. It's it's a half minute uh, of angle wide white uh, stripe front sight for an AR and it's got quarter minute adjustment elevation as a front sight and it's um, a very very impressive uh, execution there and he's a he's a you know he's a wizard when it comes to all the optics and sighting options so that that I saw that early in the show what else did I see that was cool you know what was fun is uh, at the Canon booth Mm -hmm. Canon safe booth yes they have this little target thing set up with the cert pistol yes I tried it that was fun um, I saw a buddy of mine, actually, a guy, guy was, he'd been a student of mine, he's a friend of mine, uh, AJ Zito, he got like four point something seconds. I know, I was trying to beat him. Uh, somebody, one of the, one of the big, uh, shooty shooter guys with the, the logos all over his shirt came in and beat him by like point two seconds or Do something. Do you really? So, yes, I know he was going back, but whoever wins that gets a, a 50th anniversary cannon safe. Oh, I really? Was over there. Yeah, I got 20, 23 seconds was my time. It was 23? Yeah. You know what I got? Yeah, it was eight point. What was it? Two three, I think. Eight point two three. I was actually right. I was. I was. There was. I, I had one run that was actually clean. It was right around that eight second mark. Maybe no, I had eight. one. My first one was twenty. Yeah. I, <laughs> I said, I, all right. What's? I, I, no, this, there's a reason I'm not a competitive shooter. Well, not with a cert pistol. No, it was. It was. It, it definitely though. It's, it's fun watching people do that. You know, I have a great relationship with Cannon and Gun Vault. Um, so I've been there uh, the first three days. That's actually the only regularly scheduled appearance that I had here this year. So right. watching a lot of people go through the, that. Was so cool. what they're doing is they they have the the cert pistol in one of those uh, biometric it's a speed the speed vault yep. the one that you featured on um that talk show ho- uh show the yeah we showed we showed something very similar we sh- we, it's the same company gun vault that we did on uh fox news fox um, news we did yeah, that in august right. talking about securing the guns uh from the kids you right. know unauthorized access that kind of thing yeah and this is the speed vault the speed vault's the one that actually rocks open and presents the gun as if you were drawing from a holster That's so that was cool did, and, yeah. and people are drawing and what where they are they're at a 1.4 to 1.6 first shot and that's from inside of a safe, you know. So people say quick access. Say, I don't want to lock up my home defense gun. Mm-hmm. Well, you're staging your gun for use. You're not yeah. putting your gun, you know, in Cosmoline and storing it's, it. It's not any slower than having to open a drawer. 
No, it really yeah. it, for all practical purposes. Unless you're just going to leave a loaded gun sitting on the the tabletop, yeah, which most people are going to agree is not a great idea for yeah. your defensive gun. Uh, unless you're going to do that, you're really not slowing yourself. No, down. I do that, but I don't have kids. Well, that, it, you know, yeah, there so. is a time and a place. If your doors are locked, if your home is secure, if you're securing access to the home, then having firearms out responsibly is one thing. But if you've got kids in the house, you've got people Absolutely. coming and going. Yeah. You've got you know the maid, the plumber, whoever, the service people, the, whatever you. Maybe Lock you don't up. want to do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, secure them. Lock them up. Yeah, secure them. Your training courses and classes, mm-hmm. what do you got coming up? The 2015 Personal Defense Network training tour is about to kick off. You, know, we, you got a new rap for that? We're going to do a new – not a rap song, <laughs> uh, to be clear. A vehicle uh, rap. Right, yeah, we have, yeah. yeah, a new vehicle. I'm actually getting That would a be cool, though, if you did come out with a, a rap. It an might, well, song. I, yeah. maybe we'll get some consultants in on that. Um, I think we could probably do something. For we you might be able to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You guys work on that for me. Uh, mention all the sponsors. Yeah. The, uh, so we're actually putting together. That's a big part of the shop show for me and the Personal Defense Network team is to go around and, and have our meetings with our you know confirmed sponsors, people like Crossbreed Holsters who've been with us forever. You know they'll certainly be back. Um, we've got some new sponsors which is which are really exciting. Uh, Breakthrough Clean is one of them. Um, yeah. Viridian uh, Lasers, Green Lasers, uh, Instant On technology that they use is really cool. And you know these are products I'm familiar with. To, we always say you know I get. It. Like so you go to the personaldefensenetwork.com website, there might be a banner ad there from a, a reputable company that makes good stuff that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily recommend or that I don't use myself personally. Right? right? It's a it's a big industry and there's a lot of cool things going on out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. When it yeah. comes to the tour, if you're going to be on that that wrap on the side of the truck, if it's going to be part of the the Personal Defense Network training tour, which is is primarily me and, and guys I trust out there educating people about life and death stuff. Yep. Uh, it's got to be something that passes a, a higher level than just an accepted company, right? Sure. So all of the products, like Breakthrough, um, I've been using Breakthrough Solvent since uh, NRA show. I met with them at NRA show and, and tried it out since, what was that, May, April, May last yeah. year. Yep. Um, so it was six or seven months of, of using that and having students use it, having it out on the range, using it on my firearms, watching other people use it on their firearms before we said, yeah, we'll entertain the Good idea stuff. of you guys being yeah. a sponsor of the tour and uh, sure enough they've come in and now they have lubricant um, which I've been using for about a month and a half two months now uh, they've got new cleaning kits okay, coming out so that's cool, cool so company. they've expanded okay great yeah they're doing new things Viridian years they've been uh, a sponsor of, uh, or an advertiser on Personal Defense Network for years they're mm-hmm. uh, based back in Minneapolis same place Personal Defense Network is based so right. I've known those guys for a long time and, and use their technology as well so um, uh, and Crossbreed still Crossbreed still yeah. Springfield Armory um, we've got a few others that that uh, um, you know, we'll kind of keep under uh, wraps until they're on the wrap, I guess. But okay. I am getting a new vehicle. The FJ Cruiser is retired. No. Yeah. Yes. Oh, do, now, can we tell? Can you tell what it? Is no, that going to be revealed that, later? Okay. That is to be announced. Yeah, Sweet. To be announced. And Sweet. I'll be honest with you, there's actually two vehicles in the running. Okay. And I'm going to make that. I, I wanted to get through SHOT Show. And uh, I, I walked over uh, to that. Man, I, I walked can... over to the Dodge uh, booth and said, hey, guys, you know, I'm getting a new vehicle. If you guys want to, just you want to give me the keys up? to that one, you know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I thought that might save me forty or $50,000, but it doesn't look that like would be so. Awesome. Yeah. Look like we're getting a new vehicle uh, probably within the next 10 days, and then sometime in February we'll announce I'm intrigued. Uh, what that is. I can't, I can't even speculate what it could be. There are three vehicles being considered. They're all somewhat different. Okay. Uh, there are three different. Two of them are probably in the same category, but there's. I was going to say, can uh, you can you get is it is it the SUV or well, there's different the kinds of SUV. Truck? You know, now we've got we've got these these SUVs that are sort of glorified minivans, but some of them are very sporty and handle well. You know, the kind of unibody. Then you yeah. still got you've got some body on frame SUVs. Aren't very many of them out there, but you've right. got some real truck SUVs that are still in the now, industry. Yeah, that's what it, for for the way you abuse a vehicle. I'm not going to say it, you put them through some. 
Yeah. I, you know, I, you, you I'm not afraid. Them. I use vehicles. I use vehicles like I use guns. Yeah. I mean, they're tools. I can't see you getting one that's not on a truck frame. Right. So yeah. there is that. So that, that's um, going to kind of narrow it down a little bit. But the bit. other side of that is that I do – You got at the end of the day, we got to be realistic. It, my tour is 98% interstate, right? At the end of the day, that's I'm putting true. most miles on the interstate, and we cover a lot of ground. We go from Florida to the Pacific Northwest. Last year, we went up to uh, Alaska. and I'm, I, I, I'm seeing a hybrid. I'm, I'm seeing a hybrid. What if there was a wagon in the mix? What? A wagon? Sedan oh. performance, maybe something a little sporty, plenty yeah. of room. Lots of room, so, good gas mileage. You know, so there's all kinds of things that could happen. Okay. All kinds all of right. things could happen. So when's this going to get revealed? When are um, going to find this out? You know how, I, I mean, I'm probably not good at keeping secrets. Um, <laughs> She's going to get leaked out. <laughs> yeah, that's probably so once. You're going to go, all right, I can't oh, wait there'll, there'll be a picture on Instagram, Facebook, Instagram four minutes bam. after I get the temporary tags. But yeah. um, in theory, we might wait as long as getting the wrap on there and really not let – I think it probably depends on what color I get, right? If I really like if, – if I like the color, then we'll probably show all it right. off. All right, here's, here's what we you do. We might wait until it looks really cool. Here's what you do. All right, so when you decide what you're going to get, you do like little bits and pieces, and you have a little little contest or something. And who can guess what it is all right. in the shortest amount of I like it. You're a marketing pieces. genius. Then All right. they win a crossbreed or something. Yeah. I like it. So you're, so you're suggesting not like take a picture of the entire back of the vehicle. I'm saying make a contest. Make it fun. All right. All right. Make it fun. All right. I'll make it fun. And, and I've been playing this stupid movie. I'm known, I'm known for fun. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> yeah. So I'm surprised you didn't think of this. Yeah. So I've been playing a stupid movie game on my phone, and it just like gives bits and pieces of movie posters. Mm-hmm. And you got to, you know, you guess it with the fewer amount of people, you get more points. You know, that's, that's what made me think of that. So. Oh, that oh cool. right. So I could take the whole pic. I could take a picture. You take the whole picture. And then black it out. Right. And except for like a. Just do a little piece here and there. Uh, or I could take or I could take pictures like the inside of the air filter box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right. You take a picture of the brake pads. Some guy who works in auto zone is going to be like, oh, I know what it is. I know. Yeah, I know. Right. That's the way I'm one of those movie posters. I'll get like a corner up here that's got like half a face or something. And I can guess it just like that. You're good with half a face. That's what it You're is. You're the rain man of movie posters. That's right. That's right. You give me any movie poster. Just give me like like one-sixteenth of the poster. I can tell you what it is. All right. Uh, challenge accepted. Right. Stand by for posts to your Facebook page, sir. Modern movies, though. We can't go back to like you know Gone with the Wind type stuff. I, oh, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want that. But I actually did guess that one. In, so like, we, that one actually would work. Yeah, it would. That would work. I did guess that one in like two two reveals. Or something like that. So anyway, I'm sure people are fascinated <laughs> by the, like, what the, the, the direction that this conversation has taken. Oh well. Um, what do you, what do you have to do? You, I, I'm, I, and I'm, I know you're supposed to be doing the interview, but I'm always curious because I've been to so many shot shows. Like yeah. I get it, right? So like yeah. this is your fourth, this is second, second. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? last year was our first, man. <sighs> All right. So what our... do you want to do? So you're you're in this room. It's a cool room. But what so do you we've already do tomorrow I mean, before you leave here. What else do you need to see? What else do I need to see? Have you heard about? Well, you haven't seen the Savage. We know that. No, I want. Yeah, I, I want to see the Savage. Anything else? I really have, haven't had the opportunity to to really. To know what's out there, mm-hmm. you know, other than range day, you know, I was out right. there checking, you know, some of that stuff out. Did I'm you check going... out the new Sig, the MCX, MX, MCX, the new carbine over at Sig? No, I haven't, I haven't checked that out either. Did you shoot the uh, the mutant? Did you shoot the uh, AK uh, mutant from uh, CMMG? I don't know if you saw the video we did, but that's kind of the new thing from CMMG is their AKAR hybrid. Okay. Uh, yeah, check out the mutant. No, very yes, cool. I did. Oh, you did. Yes, we did. Oh, congratulations. As a matter of fact, yes. But it's obviously very memorable. We did do that. 
Well, when you said mutant, it didn't. But when you said the the hybrid of the AK, that yeah, yeah, we did that. Pretty, yeah, pretty did, cool. It is. Yeah, it, it's real. So cool. if you're in the seven six two by thirty nine um, and you like ARs, there's your there's your solution. Yeah. You know? And really, it's people that don't uh, understand why you know why not just cali- make it a seven six two by thirty nine caliber AR. Well, you, you really can't. The bolt doesn't yeah. work that way. You have to relieve too much of the bolt for it to be structurally sound right exactly. and we know that we've had problems with that forever a buddy of mine when i bought my first ar in vermont in 1992 or so uh, my, a buddy of mine went to the store the only other colt in the store after i bought mine was a 762 by 39 he bought it and it lasted like four minutes i mean it just not excited about it yeah um, they actually they broke it down for us and yeah. you know they showed us the the bolt it's a lot shorter a little stubbier uh, bolt that they've got on there yeah i mean it's it's, shot it's cool. really good yeah too. it does yeah i yeah, know i shot Enjoyed it a lot it. um we got, i got one of the first production models you know i don't i don't like to mess with prototypes you know i don't i don't really care what the prototype does i don't yeah. care what the press release says give me a production model give me, me play one with that's it. supposed to work and uh and it worked out it worked really really well so, cool. so you, you're gonna is that one you're gonna have on tour with you? Well, CMMG's back. Also, they're another one of our sponsors. It's awesome. back, uh, so they'll be our rifle sponsor. And you know, of course, it's, we're primarily AR based, and our students will sure. come out with ARs. And and I will probably have a mutant in the new tour vehicle yeah. uh, just to, to show off a little the bit. The AK you know. is, you know, it's it's very popular, and you start seeing more and more and more. I mean, you're already seeing more and more show up in training classes. You know, so. well, we went through a spike because there's been a couple spikes, and since you know, I've been teaching. Uh, regularly where they get more popular and they kind of come and go this is one where i think if someone let's say someone invested they kind of maybe they got caught up a little bit in the fad of ak's maybe a few years ago they weren't really invested in it heavily they went back to ars but they've got the magazines laying around maybe they still have a case of ammunition they kind of liked some of it but they didn't really they still like the ar more Mm -hmm. um that i think is the perfect candidate to purchase the mutant because now that you know they've already got the magazines they they like the 30 caliber concept of the round but they'd rather shoot an ar well essentially when you pick that mutant up you're shooting an ar yeah when you reload or if you have any of the administrative functions it's an ak but the shooting uh you know picking that gun up getting it off safe and now the the safe is the ar you know the, the, yes, you don't have you don't have the big AK swipe taking that safety off and firing the shots. It feels like an AR. Yeah, like that's an AR. Other than the mag mag loading, everything else was was the yeah. AR. So it, yeah, it's and a it's natural fit. When I I was reloading it exactly in the fact if people see my video uh, that I did kind of talking about it when it was launched I'm reloading it just like I would reload an AK the fact is once you know once you know the trick um, with you how to use your trigger finger to eject yeah. the magazine you can actually treat it much more like an AR uh, you obviously have to rock the magazine in like yeah. an AK magazine but as far as the magazine release you don't have to sweep the old right. magazine out you can use your trigger finger to release it yep. um, I, I, as soon as somebody one of their CMMG guys is like no 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 do this. <laughs> Uh, it's even more AR-like. I'm liking exactly. it more every day. So Yeah, so we did. We got some video on that one. But uh, the coolest thing that I've seen, just kind of outside my realm of, of what we do, is we went to Crossman, and they had a three fifty seven air rifle bullpup. Wow. Really? Yeah. And it's got a 147-grain bullet that it shoots. And they call it a bullet, not a pellet. Wow. It's an actual bullet. And Move, do, how fast is it moving, down, you know? They're taking down big game with this, what? like elk and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was elk amazing. Killing air rifle, air rifle. I'm intrigued. Yeah, and it's air rifle, so you don't have to go and you know it's not a race. You just go store and buy it, and you know it's good to go. I like it. And it's single quiet, single shot, obviously. Single shot. Yeah, single you must shot. have to pump it up a lot. It, well, it's it's like compressed air. You you pump. <laughs> you need to pump it up a lot. You put compressed air in it, 
Uh, you can do it from a, from a scuba tank or, you know, whatever. And you just, psh, you get the PSI up. It's got a little gauge on there, and then you can, boom. I like it. I kinda want, now I kind of want to mount one of those on the new tour vehicle. There you go. It sounds, sounds like <laughs> something I need on the bumper. It's cool, and it's a bullpup. Uh-huh. It's a bullpup design. Plenty so. of room inside of that ARB bumper. I mean, if you can put a winch in there, you could probably put two bullpup air guns. Uh, you can, right, it's that way you wouldn't have to reload as much. Right, right. Single shot. Now, if they were come out with a semi-auto air gun like that, look out. Did you shoot that? Was it out at the range? Yeah. Yeah, it was out there. Uh, I'm intrigued. I missed that. I was at the Winchester uh, range, so we were doing demos all day, and right. we had Jedberg targets out there. That was cool. Uh, yeah, we to got to shoot off. those, too, right. over yep. there. Those were awesome. Those so, were really uh, cool targets. I need to get that guy on here, too. Scott. Scott yeah. Watson, yeah. Good good, good dude. Good dude. Very smart. Engineer. Yeah. West Point. It has to be to design something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> well, and make it work. Right. Uh, I've seen a lot of cool things designed on napkins by guys who were not that bright. Yeah. So yeah. they give them to guys like him, and they make them work. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he got to start the concept and then the execution. He's got a good team, too. He's got a good team of engineers working with him. Yeah, we definitely uh, need to get him on and, and get our listeners exposed to, to that target system because it is It's, it's cool. And, and I get it. Like, the average person sitting there listening i'm not going to go out and buy a thirty thousand dollar system but no. he's got some new stuff coming out with polymer and, and he's scaling down the technology and plus as he builds more they learn more yeah. about how they can make it more efficient or if your range gets that system that's the trick you know and i think that you're going to want to go to that range because you're going to want to shoot that spread the spread the more the community knows it's out there the more you know the more yeah. of the people listening to the show right now go to their range go and to your say range hey have you considered it. this have you seen it mm-hmm. go look at this go look at that learn about it now all of a sudden the ranges understand Absolutely. that their customers want things like yeah. the Jedburgh They want system. steel. They don't want paper. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> well, Rob, it's been a pleasure, as always. Thank you for uh, making this 100th episode epic. Yeah, man. I'm glad to Ep- be here. I'm really proud of you guys. You guys have done a, done a lot since uh, since we first met at the NRA show. And- well, that's, that's due to you. We appreciate everything that you do for us. Thank you. And, uh, you know, hopefully by us uh, doing what we're doing, we're returning the favor yeah, some, man, you're spreading good way. information, and you have great people on, and I, I like to listen to, to what you guys are doing and watch what you guys are doing on the video, and uh, even when I'm not on or our guys aren't on, but I, I think you're, you're really, your perspective, you've been very true to your mission um, over your 100 episodes. Thank um, you. Sometimes I watch people, I just had this conversation recently with someone who kind of started off on a similar mission that, that you did, and then, you know, lately, maybe they've taken a, a left-hand turn to where they're now all of a sudden doing, they're, no they're the expert. Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know, they've taken a turn away from the left-hand model that you've established um, to where they're, they're kind of, well, now I'm the expert. I've been doing this for a while, now let me tell you how it is, and all yeah. the, where'd the guests go, where'd the information, you were, you know, where'd the perspective go, and you guys have right. really remained true to your initial mission of we're just along for the ride we want the the viewer the listener whoever with the person reading what we're putting out on facebook we want them to experience what we're experiencing as we enjoy an adventure in the firearms industry as novices as people new to it and um, you're certainly not novices anymore but um, you have a great perspective that i I think people appreciate we're we're like our our buddy paul says we're we're students of the gun yeah we're absolutely always wanting to learn and improve and we'll never be experts well, you're, you're experts at sharing the information, and that's that's the job you're doing. And I appreciate you the way Thanks, you guys man. do it. Appreciate that. Thanks. Rob, good luck with the rest of the show, and uh, I'm sure we're going to hang out some, maybe have some adult beverages a little bit later. See you uh, at the bar around 10 p.m. Word.